So now tell me about your chair. I got a new chair. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Here's What I Don't Get, from north to south, east to west, the only formerly international podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues. I'm your host, Tad Burton, and with me from the great red state of North Carolina, Uncle Bo! Yeah! Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, everybody. What was that? I was like a, was like a wrestling announcer. Except like, it went... Uh, let's get uh, ready uh, to rumble. Uh, on my end. Oh, well, Because we're doing, we're doing the Skype thing again. Yeah. The bane of our existence. Skype sucked, man. Not as bad as going to the dentist. Yeah. So that's what I that's the reason I was almost late getting here. Was uh I had to go to the dentist today and get my teeth cleaned. I'm in perfect oral health except for my molars, which I grind incessantly. Even when I'm awake now. And so when I told the dentist, I was like, Can you please just yank these out and replace them with like Carbide tungsten carb yeah. yeah, tungsten carbide, and they're like, "No, we're gonna we're gonna build you a guard." And I was like, "Yeah, great, I, I, great, yeah." I don't, I don't, I don't want that. I don't, I don't want the guard. I want you to do what I told you to do, which is give me a, a, a mouthful of like Thompson's teeth from yeah. Futurama. I want those diamonds. I want, just give me diamonds. Yeah, I just want something in my mouth that will never ever wear down or break. But that's not how that's... And plus, if I had diamond teeth, then my smile would really gleam. Eh, except my front teeth are still okay. But yeah, I want something in my mouth that just... I can't grind down. But they're not going to do that. They're just going to put this thing in my mouth that makes the... That's a fast bag. I can't talk. Yeah. I'm going to have a lisp all the time. Because I'm going to have to wear it at work. Because that's I, when I do... I remember, I remember in um, elementary school, kids that had mouth guards. And, and you know, they teach you a call on when they'd be like, that's so gross uh uh i was saying it's like god get your fucking hands out of your mouth man and they just like leave <laughs> set them on the desk yeah you're just exposed to the air yeah i actually had one when i was a teenager and i had to do that exact same thing because i've been grinding my teeth for a long time and so uh i would try to go to school and talk to people and for one the thing was extremely uncomfortable it made my mouth kind of hang open because you can't actually close your teeth at least i couldn't then and so i was like grinding, and I didn't stop grinding. I was just grinding the guard. Yeah. With my, with my, so I, and then I was biting the guard. And then eventually I was trying to bite through the guard because I was so angry at it. Yeah. And then anytime I would try to talk, it was like, <laughs> then I have to take it out, spit everywhere, as you just talked about. Everything was horrible. And then you go to put the thing back in, and you're just putting cold spit back in your mouth, which is disgusting. Yeah. So I ended up uh, washing the thing constantly and eventually it uh i just i just threw it i couldn't sleep with it in no way i could sleep with that thing in my mouth no way that's because that's it, gross. you're thinking about it too much yeah you, just, you can't get used to it so it's a foreign body in your in your body yeah yeah the cpap machine is fine it helps me breathe and i like i'm used to that now but it's the thing i strap onto my head and it is not invasive but yeah. like something in my mouth screw that so there's going to be uh, $50 for something that I don't want. Mm -hmm. Something that, right. the, the, that when the doctor gives it to you, you're just going to be like, ah! just walk right out the door and just toss it as far as humanly possible. 
be like Ron Swanson with the the vegetarian bacon. Yeah. <laughs> Bloop. Please another. <laughs> right in the fucking trash. Get rid of that shit. That's exactly what I'm going to do when I get to the dentist. He's going to go, thank you for your $50, and here's your mouth guard. And I'm going to go, Goodbye. right in the fucking trash. Say, now would you please pull these out and put metal? I want to be part robot. We've been talking about robot Robots, parts. Yeah. I want robot teeth. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be like, yeah, it's not working. It's gonna... <laughs> you just threw it in the trash. Yeah, it's not working for me. Pull the fucking teeth, Doc. <laughs> What I'll do is I'll just, next time you're in town, I will get a pair of pliers and a, a fifth of whiskey, and I'll just have you pull my molars out. Yeah. And then go stumbling into the dentist, drunk out of my gourd, blood pouring out of my mouth, and be like, something happened to all my molars. I need no one. <laughs> uh, just that, just do what I out. do with tech support. And when he's like, yeah, we're going to get you met. No, we're not going to do that. Pull them. I don't want pull them now. I, if. Look, one of us is leaving without teeth today, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you take your pick as to who it's going to be. Someone, someone in this room is not going to have teeth when this is over. Uh, Dennis is a nice guy, and I was like, I mean, 50 bucks, God, I'll try it, but I don't, like, like you, you try the easy solutions first just to get them out of the way. I don't anticipate myself enjoying that solution too much. Yeah. Although it will give me a good challenge because I'm going to try and bite through it is what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm going to be should. at work and I'm going to be grinding my teeth and I'm just going to, someone's going to say something to me that makes me want to just, it makes me want to grind my teeth and I'm going to bite through that guard. And then I'm going to get off my forklift, go straight to the dentist's office and throw it on the counter and be like, now what? Prick. <laughs> I do it. So much for your idea. Pull my teeth out. <sighs> you want to get into some issues? We should get into some issues. Yeah. I think it's your turn this week, about. buddy. All right, well, uh, let's let's start it out hot. Here's what I don't get: new cell phones, new cell phone, like like recently released cell phones, or getting one that's new to you. Just new, new, yeah, new release cell phones. It seems like every year. I mean, one, I don't get why we need to put out a brand new uh, Galaxy S, whatever. Every year, every year, there's a new Galaxy S, whatever, or the new iPhone 15 or 16 or whatever they're fucking calling them these days. And it's like, all right, well, we made it moderately better than the, the last one. Um, so, you know, we, we shaved off four millimeters and we put in a slightly better camera. And so now here's the, here's the new phone. Like, uh, okay, great. Why didn't you just like work on updating the, the software of the other phone so that it doesn't like not just not fucking work. They keep yeah. packing in. They keep packing in features that, like, we really don't care about. Like, wh- what do you want your phone to do? Uh, realistically, yeah, I want it to watch YouTube videos, play podcasts, and let me on Facebook and occasionally Twitter. Yeah, um, maybe send a text message. Almost uh, never make a phone yeah. call. Add to that. Yeah, you're gonna text. Texting is very important. People want to take some photos. Now, I mean, the camera. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll throw that in there. Yeah, and uh, battery life. I'd say, I'd say that's that's when when someone someone wants a new phone, they want it because uh, my battery's dying all the time. Like I don't get any, I don't get I get crappy battery life. It takes crappy photos. So like ah, these photos kind of suck. Like that's what people are using their phones for now. But they they release me like this this phone has a barometric pressure gauge, and this phone it can take your blood pressure and all this shit. Like. Oh, now with our new health companion app that comes built into every fucking phone we make, it'll track how many steps you take. Like, oh, that, 
That's great. Is it going to buzz at me every 10 minutes and be like, get up and walk around more? Aunt Buck actually has that app on her phone. Uh, my mom gave her for Christmas. It's not a Fitbit. It's an off-brand Fitbit. Yeah. You put on your wrist and it detects how many steps you've taken. And so uh, at her last job, she was walking constantly. And it would, she, it would buzz at her sometime in the evening. Be like, hey, you took 10,000 steps today. Mm-hmm. Go to bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would also yeah. track how she slept which is creepy to me a little bit. Yeah, my, my watch can do that. It's kind of weird. Like, hey, you were dreaming between the hours of two and three. Congratulations. What'd you dream about? Like, no, <laughs> go away. Creepy, you creepo. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the other thing that cell phones now is they're all just homogenizing themselves. So, like, you take the new Galaxy uh, S8, I think that's what the phone that came out recently was. You take that right. and... And whatever the new iPhone is and put them side by side, you pretty much can't tell the difference because everybody's just making phones more and more like one, like, like, like one another. Like, oh, the Samsung one has a, a long skinny button and the iPhone has a circular button. And yeah. that's it. It's like nobody, nobody's making an innovative change. I, I would be happy if someone came out with a new cell phone. They're like, hey, we, we came out with this new cell phone. We made it, uh, you know, it's a half an inch thick, but the battery will last you for seven days of just nonstop shit posting on Facebook. I'd be like, yeah. well, so nine days of constant internet usage. So that means someone like me that uses my phone basically for nothing. That's going to last me about a year. Yeah. Fantastic. I love it. Yeah, that would be pretty great. Uh, I know, uh, was it the galaxy edge? They recently, they had within the past year or two had the rounded corner that was yeah, also had the screen. rounded corner. And they're like, like oh on the, on the side of the screen it's it does all these notifications and shit like who fucking cares like who needs that it's why just... why the fuck do I need the edge of my screen to show me something why not show me the whole uh, and they're, they're like like this new one has a 1080p 4k display with a 7500 ppi can it tell that it's on in my pocket and not fucking open a bunch of apps and change around where the icons are on my homepage and make a fucking <laughs> phone call or two can it do that. No, then no one fucking cares. Yeah, can it not butt dial my dad? <laughs> That's God, you're right. Oh look, I uh agree. look another photo of the inside of my pocket. Fascinating. Yeah. That actually happened not the photo part, but it I had my phone delete one of my apps the other day. So I'm gonna show this to the camera if, if you're watching the ten dollar stream. You see on my on my screen right there, there's a little blank spot. Yeah. That's where there was an app and I can't remember which one it is, and it's gone now. Yeah, so uh, gone, gone forever. Uh, now, of course, I mean it must not have been that important if I don't remember what it was. But yeah, still, like so I had, just... there, was, there was something there that I had. What? What was it? Who knows? They're making. I mean, there's like, oh, we have this new gorilla glass that'll never shatter. First thing, Bull. like you drop it once. I drop. I so I, my phone. I think this is my second or third, whatever of this phone because I've had to replace them because insurance for whatever damage. And the first time I replaced it, I dropped it from my desk, which I'm sitting at right now, onto carpet. So, you know, two and a half feet. Fell on the floor. I picked it up. I'm like, okay. And I go, I go to turn it on, and nothing's happening. Screen is totally fine. So I'm like, oh, it must have, like, dislodged the battery. So I try and turn it on, and I pull the battery and put the battery back in. And the screen's not turning on. And then I take a flashlight to it, and I see that the LCD under the glass pane has shattered. The glass didn't shatter, but the LCD shattered. It's like, oh, well, that's fantastic. Like, these are the things, none, no one, they're not fixing the shit that goes wrong with phones, like uh, getting 
making a phone 100% waterproof so that if I wash it in the washing machine, it'll come out fine. Making it, instead of making your whole phone out of fucking glass or metal where it will bend or crack or break, making a phone out of plastic so it can flex and then push back. Like, keep us from breaking our phones instead of, instead of making like new fit new fancy of the same fucking thing every year well i know that i it's it's been a meme for a while but i almost never see someone with an iphone that they've had for more than two weeks that doesn't look like a spider built a web across the screen like, yeah. i think that's just a feature now yeah uh new creative spider web designs on your screen at least you know iphone at least has the excuse where they do the s thing and so that I don't know. I don't know what iPhone they're on now, but they do like the five, and they do the five S, and the five S is mostly a software upgrade with a very slight hardware upgrade, and then they make a big change in the next one. And so, like, I can kind of forgive forgive them being the same, and and they're making a brand and making an ecosystem. But like, if so, just make it someone make an innovative fucking phone, like uh, you know, the Windows phones they suck dick, but they were trying to do interesting things. Like there was that Nokia that's like, well, we took a point and shoot digital camera. And we basically just strapped a phone into it. Like, oh, well, that's something. At least you're trying. Instead yeah. of making the exact same rectangle with a big fucking screen and no buttons and no headphone jack that everybody's fucking making right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the other dongle to use this for our soundboard. Yeah. The as other, we discussed previously. The other part of it is I think that there's planned obsolescence in our cell phones. And oh, definitely. Instead of putting the best shit in there, they put like the third best shit in there. Like, oh, well, technically we could put a better camera. It could have put a, built a better camera for the Galaxy S5, but we held that back for the Galaxy S6 so that you'd have a reason to upgrade. And, you know, we released this thought. We designed the software with this hardware in mind. And so then we update your old phone to Android 7 or whatever we're on now. And your phone runs like shit because it's hogging all the fucking RAM to do animations for the home screen. Like, yeah, the newer phones can do it easily because we put a shitload of more RAM in there. It's like, why not put is make the best fucking phone you can make, and then next year make the best fucking phone you can make instead of making a, a phone that's gonna stop being useful after two years, three years. You brought up something interesting with the cameras, and if I can get my case open, I'm gonna show you something. My phone. Is actually designed for a camera upgrade. If you can get the case open again. This year's another one of the things about getting a new phone. You always want to get some sort of protective case because you're afraid that you're going to drop it and shatter it. Yeah. So like, I've got an OtterBox on this. You know how much those things are? Like 85 bucks. Uh, well, 30 or 40 for the ones I get. But seriously, I got the OtterBox Defender because I'm in a, 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 a dusty working environment for the most part. I fucking hate OtterBoxes. I don't like the rubberized thing around the plastic thing because that sticks inside my pocket, and I don't like that. I hate the shitty screen protector that comes on there that bubbles up after two weeks. Yeah. So I'm going to show the back of the phone. I don't think anybody... I don't we can track my serial number. But you see right there that little blue spot yeah. right here? That is a connector. Now, I have, I have a camera up here. Yeah. But there's a thing that you can put on, snap onto the back of this phone that is like a telescopic lens. Is that the Moto Z? I think so, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the Moto Mod. That's one of the most interesting things that's in cell phones right now. And it's probably the cell phone that I'll upgrade to. But yeah, the Moto Z series, they have these mods that snap onto the back. And there's like a bigger battery and a JBL speaker if you want shitty sound from your phone. There's a <laughs> camera. 
they've got some other shit that's coming out. It's like, oh yeah, that's that's kind of cool and fun. You know, at least that's something different. It, something it makes you it makes buy. your phone different than the other phones on the market. Yeah, well, all I know is that camera is pretty darn expensive. Yeah, and, it is. Well, I might would put in a battery on it. Then I have then I, that negates the use of my OtterBox. Yeah, well, I think Otterbo- OtterBoxes are a waste of time. Just get phone insurance. That's what I do. That's great, except I would rather just not break it in the first place. Yeah, but because it's, it's inevitably going to break. You have to send it off. No, they just send you a new one. And then... I'm, I'm aware. I've done it several times. But what I'm saying is, like, the process of going a couple of days while they're shipping you a new phone. That oh, that's really why I, I, always keep, I always keep an old, shitty phone around, so when I inevitably break my phone, I just use that old, shittier phone for a few days while I wait. In any case, that's what I don't get. These new phones, new, they're just, it's just money. And they're not doing anything interesting. Make a cool, cool ass phone. Make make a fucking cool phone that does something new, does something different. Or if you're not doing something new or doing something different, do what people actually want their phones to do really, Which is really last well. Forever. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like make a better texting interface. Make a better cam. Put a better camera. But don't just release the same fucking stupid rectangle every year tired of it i'm tired of just seeing it every year they it's like at at c and ces or whatever it's called yeah consumer electronics expo it's like oh this is the new samsung rectangle and it's just like last year's and here's the new iphone which is just like the samsung and just like last year's and here's the new motorola phone which is just like samsung and just like iphone it's like man fuck fuck do something interesting and stop taking away the good features like Expandable memory cards. Yeah. Memory slots. Put, put in more memory slots. May, let me put like 16 SD cards in there. Put a, wanna, Just put a regular fucking USB, hu- USB hole on there so I can plug in a flash drive. My phone, I actually have a flash drive that on one end is, is a regular USB. On the other end is a micro USB and I can plug it into my phone yeah. and share files. Because like, you left it with me for like a month. Yeah. Uh, just put a just put a whole regular ass USB hole on there that way I can just plug in regular flash drives all the fucking time. Like do something cool. Stop with the same old bullshit. Stop jerking yourself off because you you made your phone thinner. No one wants a thinner phone. They want better battery life. Want better battery life, and they want uh, a phone that doesn't run all of your apps in the background constantly. Yeah. So that the thing just gets bogged down because and, that's it, a real big and problem. Push notifications. Yeah. I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring in the the whole Android ecosystem at some point because it's fucking garbage yeah i uh well we'll we'll wait till you bring that one in because there's a lot to be said about that yeah so that's what i don't get new phones all right i agree with your issue although i am definitely a cell phone addict and if mine like when the when the network goes down and the robots rise i'm gonna cry so here's what i don't get i'll try again here's what i don't get leaving your kids in a hot car yeah. I mean, this is a no-brainer, and it's probably going to be a short one, but every other day, it seems like, I'm seeing stories on Facebook, on the news, on Twitter, on what the fuck ever, about some idiot left their kid in a hot car on a summer day, the windows up, and the air not on, and just went into the store. Like, this isn't real life. I don't have to... You know, people don't sweat to death. And so they come out, and their seventh-month-old baby that they left in the car seat in the sweltering sun for three hours is 
deceased. I'm gonna I'm gonna be nice and not make jokes about that because it really makes me angry. But and it's it's man, like there's no excuse. There's no excuse for what doing they, this. What if they didn't want the kid anymore? Give it up for adoption. No, that that what that is is that's a late term abortion. Well, I'm also pro life, so I'm yeah. against that as well. Well, uh, yeah. I don't really care. Leave your kid in the car and let it die. That's fantastic because you are obviously going to be a terrible parent and we've removed your dipshit genes from the gene pool. We've removed your asshole kid because you're clearly an asshole from running around, you know, the grocery store. I'm trying to get my handful of groceries and they're like, ah, ah, I got to touch everything in the fucking store before we leave. Otherwise, my whole life's going to explode and I'm going to burn to death. Like, stop taking control of your fucking kid. Uh, sometimes that's a little trickier than you'd think. I mean, like, here's the thing. When you're going through the store with your kid and your kid, like, they they, they have irrevocable free will. There's only yeah. so much you can do to shut your kid up other than just, like, leave the store. Muzzles, leashes, anything that you do to make a dog <laughs> shut up, I feel like you should be allowed to use to make a child shut up. I, I would buy a muzzle if they had something that worked. Like a Shot ball collar. Yeah, I would... Man, Ian needs one of those real bad because he was he was doing the squealing thing and I talked about it a bunch and then he quit. And now he's doing it again and I don't know why. And it drives me crazy. Yeah. So but like I'm always very concerned when I'm at the store about being that parent, about being the one where they're like, "Would you control your kid?" and I'm like, "Cuz nobody wants to be that asshole." I've n- I well, never no, have to think about that. One day you'll slip up, buddy. You'll make a little, make a little mini tab so. and you'll fall in love and you'll be like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever, except when I take him to the store or yeah, when I'm, I'm gonna have, to sleep. If I, if I were to have kids, they'd be in total control. Oh, if they're, if they're shouting, if they were shouting at somebody, if they were shouting at somebody, it'd be, it'd be because they deserved it. <laughs> they'd be in the car okay. and they'd, they'd be like flipping someone the bird, like. Get on, get your fucking, get your cart next to where you are and shop where you're fucking looking. Don't spread out 12 feet across the, around the aisle. Like you're staking this out as new territory in a, in a land run. You got your fucking shopping cart way the fuck over here. You got something you grabbed 10 minutes ago, laying on another part of the shelf. It's like, just put that in your fucking basket and you're 10 feet further down, standing on one side of the aisle up against some stuff while you look at the other side, trying to decide like, should I get the Kraft macaroni and cheese? Or the generic store brand. Uh, macaroni is nasty, so don't get either. Yeah, anyway, I agree. Now that that is something that bothers me is when people take up an aisle or any sort of passageway, and not just at stores, like anywhere, anywhere. Like, uh, I'll tell you one where it's especially egregious is when I'm at church. People will just like you're trying to get out, and there's like the one doorway that everyone uses to get out of the sanctuary, and people will just stand in the doorway and just stand there. And just stare at each other and, and quote unquote fellowship, which means just gabbing, just talking. Jesus wants you to shut up and get out. That's what he wants. This is, this is, this is God's house and the party's over. Get the fuck out of here. So we got your money just, in the little dish. Now you can leave. No, no, no. We got to, listen, we, you came, you did your giving, we sang the songs, you heard the message, you felt good. Go do your fellowship and out in the parking lot where at least if you're in my way, I can run over you. And then you can That's go fair. straight to heaven if you want. I don't care after that, but get out of the way because I'm trying to, I'm trying to corral a wife and two kids 
and drag a bunch of equipment outside. Yeah. Get out of the way. Get, 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 get out of the way. Anyway. And that's what? Back to uh, people leaving their kids in their car. Yeah, I mean. That was, that was a way off in the weeds. Now we're at uh, church. People are in the way in church. Ridiculous. I'm kind of glad we did that because there's only so much you can say about it's really bad when people leave their kids in the car. How do you feel it about just, people leaving the dogs in the car? Uh, I'm, I'm more upset about kids than I am about dogs. I still think it's an asshole move. Listen, if you're, if you're going to leave someone in the car, anyone, on a hot summer day, you leave the key in the ignition turned on, leave the engine on, running, and then you leave the air conditioner going, and if necessary, even leave the radio going. Dog, baby, grandparent, doesn't matter. Husband, my wife leaves me in the car all the time, but she leaves the key in there so that I can be in the air conditioning and listen to the radio. See, when I was a kid, I the radio. when I was a kid, we'd ask to wait in the car instead of going into the grocery store and just roll yeah. down the windows. And now we and we just sit in the car. Now all these fucking kids, they get, they don't go outside ever in their entire lives. So the second they're exposed, I mean, obviously, an, a closed car gets a little bit hotter than than the outside. That's, but if you were to just roll down the windows, if a kid actually like spent time outside anymore, which they don't, you could sit there for 45 minutes. No problem. Uh, when it's a kid who, who, I mean like some kids, yeah, but like little kids, man, they can overheat pretty easily. Like how how little stuff. are we talking about? Like babies? Or are we talking yes. about like a three-year-old? Cause I'm pretty sure a three-year-old can handle three -year -old the heat can for 30, 40 minutes. 85 maybe 90 degrees for a while i still I mean that's still a little rough to do to your kid i wouldn't i still wouldn't leave my kid in the car like that builds character it, well it also builds a body count so just if you either take either go and and stop being a fucking lazy asshole and take your kid inside with you they have shopping or carts just leave them at home just leave your fucking kid at home like as yeah. long as as long as you're abandoning them to the parking lot to just wait in the car you might as well just lock the doors to the house and be like ah. Eh, Good luck, fuckface. Well, at least if you leave them at home, you can like lock the cat. You have childproof locks on your cabinets and things, so they can't poison themselves. That's you another thing I don't believe in. What? That's evolution, man. <laughs> you, man, <laughs> son of a. The strong survive, man. <laughs> Tabs. I'm not saying I'm not saying like leave chemicals out on the counter, but if they're so fucking stupid that they go poking around the cabinet that smells funny because it no it never gets open and they drink a bottle of Drano, that may be nature taking its course. Isn't that called eugenics? Where you just you, you it's only eugenics if I if I there's someone like like stirring the pot. I'm just saying like let let life happen. Life uh finds a way. Oh God! <laughs> uh, but um, don't leave your kids in the car. With the, with the, I mean, just don't, just don't, just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't uh, your dog? Yeah, don't do your dog either. Because here's the other thing: there have been times whenever I had to run in to do something real fast, and Ian was in the car with me, and I'd be like, "Oh, well, I'll just leave the like I have a key fob. I can leave the the key in the ignition. I can leave the engine running, the AC on, the radio going, lock the door from the outside so no one can get in and steal him." Or the car, run in, do whatever I'm going to do for five minutes. No more than five minutes. Like, like, don't go into Walmart. If you're if you're paying for gas at the gas station at the register, that's one thing. But then come back outside and go. But it's getting to the point where people are on the lookout for this. And if they see a kid in a car, 
they're the first thing they're going to think is it's time for me to start smashing a window. They're not going to look to see if the engine's running. They're not going to look to see if the AC's going. They're just going to see get in the car, smash, and now you've got a busted window and a lacerated kid because they're going to they're going to smash the window right where the kid's at. Because they're stupid. Yes, because people are stupid. That's the whole thing. Stop being stupid. Maybe your point about eugenics is right. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So that's essentially what I've got on that one. Don't leave your kids in the car and don't block the aisle, especially at Walmart or at church. Yeah. Okay. I feel that. We went through those two really fast. We're going to have to slow down a little bit. In the no, meantime, I guess it's tight. Time- what? This episode's going to be tight. This episode's going to be short. Uh, I guess it's time to take care of a little bit of housekeeping. So this week's episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by... The button disappeared. That's the second time that's happened. Yeah, that's probably from it being in your pocket. That really freaks me out. Ricada News Network, definitely not fake news. I can't believe... Man... This is going to be one of those days. It's going to be one of those days and one of those episodes. Yep. Oh, man. we got some news stories. Uh, you said you had one? Yeah. You want to do yours first? No, I'll do mine in between your two. Okay, all right. The world is mourning the loss of Charlie Gard this week. The infant... See, more people with their dead kids. The infant suffered from an extraordinarily rare mitochondrial disease that, among other things, affects the brain and muscle functions The world watched in horror as Charlie and his parents battled for his life as British legal authorities chose to deny Charlie treatment, even though Guard's parents privately raised the money to take their son to the United States and pay for experimental treatment that might save Charlie's life, British courts blocked them. In the end, Charlie's condition worsened to the point that all treatment was futile and Guard's parents chose to remove him from life support, though another debate broke out as to where Charlie would spend his final moments. Did you hear about that part? No, but I assume it's some fucking Southern Baptist asshole that believes in original sin and should just go do everyone a favor in society and jump off the cliff. Now, at the bitter end, Charlie passed away in hospice care, having never been to his family home. The, the story at that, part, that point was uh, the parents wanted to take him home to pass away, like to actually get to see the house that he was supposed to live in and to, and, to, and to be surrounded by, by loved ones. When he would pass, and uh, the hospital said, "No, you're not. You're not leaving here with him. We own him. We own you. Fuck you. We are. We're, we are the state, and we own everything." And then the courts eventually said, "Look, if you two can't work it out, he's just going to die where we say." And they couldn't yeah. work it out, so the courts decided. The courts just get to decide. They get to decide who's going to die and where and when. Yeah, That's basically uh, what it's boiled down to. There's not going to be any death panels, though. Re- remember that. And listen, the fact- listen, listen, the story has sparked a debate about the pros and cons of social medicine. Opponents of the government health care have harkened back to the passing of Obamacare in the U.S., recalling the fear of so-called death panels, as you were just mentioning. Government agencies that would decide who would receive life-saving care and who would be left to die. At the same time, advocates for universal health care decried the death panel scare as something that could never, ever happen. Never, ever. Well, well, there you go. I, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I have no idea what this is, because... Uh... Couldn't fucking care less about other people's kids, <laughs> man. What I do, so, what I do see in this story, though, is a uh, government that's basically, you know, deciding what kind of health care you you deserve. Uh, I'm sure if this was if this was the royal baby, because this is England, right? 
Yeah. If this was the royal baby, whatever the fuck that was, people haven't. That's that's another issue. Uh, if this was the <laughs> royal baby, it'd be like, oh, well, we gotta pull out all the stops, flying all the doctors. Oh God, the royal baby. <laughs> How dare the royal fucking baby be a boy? By the way, let's talk about sexist. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing that that the prince, whatever her fucking name is, princess, whatever. I, I don't even fucking know who these people are. She had a baby boy, and Tumblr's like, oh, we're gonna have the patriarchy. Like, oh, what do you think she gonna... she was in the? She went in like Prince, whatever his fucking name is, that went into the doctor's office, and they're like, oh, this one's gonna be a girl. And he's like, cut off, cut off that little little dangly bit cut on that, that one chromosome, X. yeah. Cut, turn that fucker into a Y. We're having some patriarchy. Queen Elizabeth II, fuck her. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. The thing about it is they do decide, the, the quote-unquote death panels decide who is worthy of care based on their arbitrary standards. That is really messed up. Uh, so we're on the Ricada News Network. Submitting an editorial piece today was none other than our lawyer, Nick Ricada, who uh, had this to say, this little clip here that I'm going to play. Let me borrow 60 seconds of your time. Charlie Gard did not deserve to die, and the UK government is at fault. The UK government took statist action to deny the life to a child who had done nothing. Statism is the greatest threat humanity has ever faced, and may be the greatest threat humanity will ever face. We must resist statism at every turn. We cannot abide a system that takes away the lives of its citizens. We cannot abide a system that prevents parents from making decisions in the best interest of their children. And we certainly cannot abide a system that not only takes away these decisions, but uses legal and mental gymnastics to yeah. justify their own outcome as preferable, to justify death as preferable to life, to justify death as preferable to temporary suffering, to justify death as preferable to anything against the will of its citizens is tyranny. All right. So uh, that's what he had to say about that. And I agree. There's been the argument uh, for abortion that uh, some of the kids who would be aborted would then grow up to be criminals if they weren't aborted. Well, big fucking deal, because some people can have a, a happy life, even though they might commit a crime or two. You know, what's weird to me is that um, pro-choice advocates aren't, don't have any problem with this because this is a classic case of my body, my choice. Yeah, yeah, it's his body at this point, but everybody be damned that wants to stand in the way of someone trying to further the agenda of the state. Um, hold on a second, I've got... Uh, we just had another message come in from, uh, from him. Hold on a second here. Hey guys, thanks for playing my editorial clip. No problem. Now, you two motherfuckers, stop slacking off and finish the fucking news or I'll have Mikey and Polly pull your goddamn legs off and beat your dogs to death with them. God damn it. Joke's on you, Nick. I don't have a dog. Neither <laughs> do I. Fuck you. <laughs> All right. You got one? Yeah, so uh, this, this press release just came through the RNN. Spirit Airlines and United announced a big joint venture. Fly your own risk airlines. Join Spirit and United in the Libertarian Skies, where air travel is free, open, and without regulations. Flight Your Own Risk Airlines doesn't require passengers to pass through the TSA or deal with waiting in line to take off per FAA regulations. Flight Your Own <laughs> Risk Airlines is a no rules, no amenities. That's right. Flight Your Own Airlines has stripped down air travel to bare bones, and it's passing savings on to you. 
Fly your own risk airlines have no seats, no luggage storage, and no bathroom unless you pay to upgrade. Ham radio operators are standing by to book your next travel adventure. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start booking all my flights with them. They sound pretty fantastic. Yeah. Were we being sponsored by them or? No, that, that was just a press release that came through. Oh, well, we need to get, we really need to seek a sponsorship. Although I doubt we're going to make a whole bunch of money that way. President Trump has yet again caused a stir. Big surprise. That guy's basically a big spoon. As yeah. much of a stir as he called. So, last week, President Trump reinstated the ban on transsexual individuals from serving in the military. The ban was previously lifted by President Obama in 2016. The act has set social media ablaze in debate and outrage. The LGBTQ community obviously feeling as though the ban is an attack on the trans community. While those in favor of the ban claim that gender dysphoria or dysmorphia, whichever you, whichever yeah, one it happens to be, Who fucking cares? is enough of a psychological burden to disqualify an individual on the grounds of impaired battle readiness. Breaking out of the mold, some transgender activists agree with Trump on the ban, citing the previously mentioned psychological stress. Other transgender advocates, however, still remain staunchly opposed, claiming that they were utterly against serving in the military until they were told they were not allowed to. This has been the Ricada News Network. Definitely not fake news. I'll add that in post. I figured totally. out. I figured out where why I came up with the word dysmorphia for those either they're curious. Okay, because they're morphing like Power Rangers. No, because I had someone that I'm acquaintances with came out as being, you know, a trans person, and in their post they wrote gender dysmorphia three separate times. Well, in 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 a bunch of different posts about it, they wrote gender dysmorphia a few times. So that was the last time I had read the words, and I was like, oh, that's the word. That's the word. That's the word. And then the next time I had to say it, that's what came to mind. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess. So anyway, that takes care of our legal obligations for this week, but that doesn't keep the lights on here at uh, my studio and at your apartment. So for that, we have uh, patreon.com forward slash HWIDG. That stands for Here's What I Don't Get. And there we have three different tiers that you can select from to show you. Excuse me. Three different tiers that you can select from to show your support. Tab, do you know anything about these three tiers? I do you know about the three tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode. We have the five buck tier, which gets you the bonus episodes. And we have our 10 buck tier, which gets you video access to all the episodes. And then um, there's also a couple of little bonuses in there. For every dollar that you contribute on Patreon, you can send in a word that can be read in Uncle Buck's draw. And also... You can. We now have our mini episodes, which uh, all bump down a tier. So one dollar, one dollar subscribers get that bonus episode, and five dollars subscribers get the video to that episode. So check it out, patreon.com forward slash hwidg. It's a great way to support the show. And if you're already yeah. a Patreon member, or maybe things are a little bit tight, uh, another great way to support the show is to swing by on Google or iTunes and leave us a five star review. Help get us trending. Um, Tell your friends about it. Like our post on Facebook. Join the join the page, and um, also check out some of our little videos on YouTube. We release little clips of the show um, each week. Last week there was my story about getting uh, flipped off by a chicken and from PETA. So you you can check that stuff out all through our Facebook page or the website hwidg.com. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate it. Thanks for supporting the show. Yes, yes, yes. And I have a lot of fun pulling out clips to do the to put up on on YouTube and Facebook. Those those are a lot of fun. Yeah, nice little snippets. Uh, sometimes jump in right in the middle of a story and just catch the punchline. 
pretty great. Yeah. All right. So I guess it is your turn again. Let me get back to my soundboard. Go right ahead. So here's what I don't get. Passing leapfrog. Passing leap. So is that like someone ate the board game and then they had to shit it out or? No, that's so. This is when you're driving. And, and as, as people know, when I drive cross country, I like to just set the cruise control to a speed, usually speeding. And then just stay at that speed as long as possible without having to hit my brakes or gas up for any reason. It's a convenient way to do things. Yeah. So when I say passing leapfrog, what I'm talking about is when you're, so I, I have visual aids here. When you're driving, I'm Iron Man. <laughs> you're driving at your constant speed, right? So I'm a, I'm a fixed point in space, right? Okay. And, yeah. And I see here what comes you're doing here. Every asshole on, on the road. So they come up and I'm, they're driving and I come up and I pass them, kind of just pass them a little bit and I move over and then they get mad because now I've been, they've, I've passed them. So they speed up and they pass me for no fucking reason other than that they're dipshits. They get in front of me, and my speed, which has not changed, eventually I just catch up with them again and pass them. Then you got to get it and go around. And and then we do this. We do this for miles and miles of of me not speed not changing, and them just slowly speeding down, slowing down. And a a adjacent issue to this is small penis passers, and that's when like so I I have my constant my cruise control set. People pass me, I pass people. I don't really give a shit. But you get up to somebody, so. So my cruise control set and I come up and I'm passing this guy. And as I'm passing this guy, he's like, oh, oh, can't, can't let this, can't let this little accord pass me. Oh, make, my, make me emasculate me. So he's like, and speed speeds way up to get way ahead of you. And then, you know, five minutes later, here he comes again, pass you. It's like, man, get your fucking head out of your ass. Yeah, man. Traffic is always so weird anyway, when you're trying to just, when you're trying to manage a long trip. Yeah, the, the 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 mental taxation of being on the road for that long. So you do things like these mental energy savers, like you're talking about, like setting the cruise control, and trying to deal with everyone else who has no clue what they're doing. If everyone set their cruise control, then everyone would be going at a constant rate, and they would either pass you and stay past you, or, or you would pass you'd them, pass and, them stay past and stay past them. them. Yeah. Uh, there was there was uh, on my way out to North Carolina the last time. There was this lady, and she did the thing that really pisses me off, where she's right up behind the, the semi-truck, and I'm coming at my cruise control speed, and she, like, Oops I was- out in front of you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow past this lady. Not, not, maybe not quite blow past her, but I'm definitely going a good five to ten miles an hour faster than she is. So she got, got to pass this truck right, now, right away. Jumps in front of me, passes the truck. I'm waiting for her to move back over so I can pass her because now I'm off my cruise control and I'm feathering the gas this whole time. Now you're putting in more effort that you don't have to. Yeah. So she's not moving over and I'm like, well, fuck. And I see there's another truck up ahead. So I'm like, okay, uh, maybe she wants to pass this truck too. That's fine or whatever. Maybe the next one. She passes three trucks without moving over to let me pass her. So the, after we pass the third truck, I sh- I know she's not going to get in the right lane. And as much as it pains me to do so, I shift over to the right lane, resume my cruise control, start, start to go around her, get up beside her. She fucking guns it to stay, to stay ahead of me. Like you can't handle being one space further back in time when you are not going as fast as I am going. Well, that's the other thing is the interstate's not a race. No, we're all going to different fucking places. This isn't the cannonball run. You dumb asshole. So, 
that's that's the fourth that's the third truck we passed she runs i runs me up to behind a truck and i have to get back behind her she passes the next next truck i move over resume my cruise control same fucking thing as soon as i get up beside her she floors her gas so we passed, i'm not going fast enough i'm getting past i'm losing so we passed a, a fifth truck and it's now been about six miles of me of me going 65 miles an hour instead of 75 80 miles an hour which is really starting to piss me off does this story end in you screaming at a lady on the side of the road no uh it was gonna though so the, <laughs> the next time we come up i start flashing my lights at her like move the fuck over if you got a fucking problem like there's plenty of room she's just not moving over by the time i get i see by the time i I've discovered that she's not going to get in the right lane because she's too important. Apparently I it's, there's another truck coming up and I don't have the distance to pass her. So on the right. So we pass that truck. And the second I get, I get the clearance, I shift down, cut off the, the semi truck and gun it to pass her. And she starts gunning her fucking van. Like, she's going to race me along. Like, what? I just want to pass you, bitch. Get the fuck out of the left lane, because that's not where you belong. You're driving slow. You're driving 68 miles an hour in a 70. Pull off on the side of the fucking road and kill yourself. So oh, I, my God. I zip up to, in the 90s, to pass her on the fucking right and move over. And I slam my fucking brakes, slow all of us down to 50 miles an hour. And just hold her behind me for another, for another five miles, because I'm, I'm fuming. See, that's where you're fucking because now and she, you're provoking a confrontation well she starts she starts trying to she starts trying to pass me and and i would just i just get up beside another car and and then she'd get behind me and what ended up happening was people were then passing her on the right because they knew she was a bitch so i let them pass her on the right and then pass me just to slow her fucking day down and she's losing her fucking mind her van like fucking old cunt uh and so then, then eventually I got, I got bored of that and went back up to my speed, but it's just like, calm the fuck down. And this fucking passing leapfrog, like you don't, you have this problem with me trying to get past you a little bit, driving me crazy on my way home. There was this van that I spent the better part of an hour. I'd pass him a few minutes later, come crawling past me. And it's just like, you're making me go fucking insane. Just well, set like, your cruise control, set a speed, and stick with it. There were three of us. There was me, a van, and a truck. And the whole, all fucking three of us, like it was a fucking juggling game. And my speed is set, 80 miles an hour, 10 miles over the speed limit. I don't know what you're doing. I'm not touching my brakes. I have literally not touched the, the pedal since I entered this state. Well, and, man, when you're on the interstate... The, the cruise control is the best way to go. So I've learned. Cruise control is your buddy on the interstate. That's your, that is your lifesaver. That and, and maybe a radar detector, just saying. Yeah. So I have a radar detector. I, I need to get one really bad. Like really bad. So maybe you can get me one for Christmas, along with an Alexa, so that she can tell me about my radar detector. But uh, I don't get why people won't just use the technology. Yeah, like, just I, I, I have had a car that didn't have cruise control. Like, and I also, I, it'd be fine with me if the people didn't act like fucking assholes when you're passing them. Like, we're not, we're not going the same place. I don't know who you are. I will never fucking see you again. Just Hopefully. calm the fuck down, you tiny penis prick. And I also hate the people that think that the left lane 
it's like the left lane i'm in the left lane because i'm driving a, a dodge challenger i got on the way back i got stuck behind three dodge challengers going five five miles under the speed limit just all lined up none of them with their cruise control on so like i go to pass one and so then i I slowly weaved my way through all these fucking dodge challengers and they're just cruising in the left lane because oh we got a cool car i gotta drive in the left lane because i got all this horsepower like well they fucking use it i have 200 yeah. horsepower and i'm passing you on the right you goddamn prick you giant fucking cunt you tiny dick bastard that's something else i don't understand is why people will buy a car like a muscle car like that if they're not gonna if, if you have not no gonna do anything with muscle it. car yeah like you have horses let them go free well I do understand the fact that if you let them go free in the wrong spot, you're going to get busted. Yeah. But there's something to be said for the joy of like anyone who's ever test driven a car and they say, okay, now give it a little gas, see how she revs up. That's a really good feeling. There's a dopamine hit there. So if you're going to invest in the uh, muscle car, why are you not going to put that thing to use on the interstate and, and let it get some speed out of it? Like, I also, yeah, I also understand not having to like, fly your your small dick flag when you have a muscle car around and drive a hundred miles an hour all the time like there's something to be said for just cruising but if you're just cruising get out of people's way because there was there was a guy interstate yeah there was a guy in a 68 mustang uh 350 that i passed and i was like i'm passing him like oh man that's a nice fucking car he's going i think he was going a little bit over the speed limit and i was speeding faster he's just He's just driving, you know, he's, he's relaxed, enjoying all this, this scenic views and whatnot. Sure. And people are passing him so they can get a good look at his beautiful, beautiful car. But these guys in these brand new fucking challengers are lined up just in the left lane. Oh, Tony penis. I we had a, we had a 1972 Buick Skylark and, uh, I was on my way to AutoZone once. Right. Getting parts, uh, getting parts to fix my regular car. So I'm driving the, the Skylark. And I get up to a stoplight and I'm sitting there and, you know, that it's got that low rumble that, that old muscle cars had. Just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And you can, you, can feel it in, you can feel it in your whole body. And it's just yeah. sitting there purring and these guys in this truck, they roll down there and they're like, hey, hey, man, hey, 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 oh, hey, 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 what, uh, what engine's in that? Like, um, you got to hit me. It's the 352. I'm like, oh. Can you rev it for us? I'm like, uh, yeah. So I, I just, cause I'm on the, I'm I'm having a shitty day. Like I just wanted to drive to the auto parts store, get whatever fucking thing I needed for my actual car and then come home. So I just tap the gas a little bit and you know, it's a 352 V8. So when you give it a little bit of gas, and it's sitting still, the whole front end goes, like, jumps up a little bit. So it, it I go, and, the, and they're, they're like, oh, man. And they're in their big, stupid lifted lift kit truck, and they start going, what and, you did was you just pricked your finger in the shark tank, buddy. I'm like, I, I'm like, you guys can't fucking be serious with this. Like you, and they're, <laughs> and I, I have let off, like I, I gave them one rev cause they wanted to hear it. And I'm just sitting there like, <sighs> okay. Now you got to go do more. Shift it, shift it into first, wait for the, 
wait wait for the light to change get my my foot ready because i and i'm i've got i've my upper body looks totally casual like i don't give a fuck lower body is is tensed and ready that light turns green let off the i got Pop i was a, i was a quarter mile down the fucking road before they were through that intersection like you really want to fucking race in your piece of shit dodge ram or 350 whatever the fuck they are you dumb assholes you'd never stood a fucking chance sling that sucker down the road but if i did that here's exactly what would happen the same thing would play out except i'm enough of a redneck that i'd be sitting there revving it with them <laughs> yeah but i didn't need to I knew, I, I, I knew my car was superior. There's no reason for me to, to taunt them no, with that. Like no, the, the you, disappointment. I, I would taunt them with it just, uh, just because. The other, the other time that that, that that car made me laugh was uh, we were, I, was, I was driving back and I'm on, the, I'm on the highway and I passed this Honda Civic, like hatchback Honda Civic with like eight guys in it. They're, they're packed in like sardines. And, you know, I'm, I'm going 70 and I passed them and that car is like me <laughs> going and it's going also going 70 ish on the, on the highway. And I passed them like in third gear, 70, like, you know, just barely humming along, just, just humming along on my way home, not a care in the fucking world. And I pass them and I'm going down and then they come, they come whipping up on my left. Me. Like it sounds like this car is a gonna mosquito. explode. I'm like, I'm really worried for you guys. So they come, they come like trying to blaze past me, and I'm like, huh, okay. And I shift and give it a little bit more gas. I go from bum 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 bum. I go from bum 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 bum. And I go, I just scorch past them while they're while they and they try and give it more gas when I pass them. And that car, I guy. I was legitimately surprised that the hood didn't just go and just erupt with smoke. <laughs> yeah. There was a time whenever I had my first car. My first car was a 1990 Nissan Sentra. It was that light blue. It was a, this was a two door straight drive. And uh, I would, I would tool it all around Statesville. And I was in front of Signal Hill Mall at the, at the, at the stoplight there. And there was somebody in a, in a, I don't even remember what it was. Something with a big engine. You could hear that thing going, like that and we're sitting there at the stoplight and i look over at him and he looks over at me and i was seriously i was like 16 and so he kind of gives me that little uh that upwards nod that that, that sup you know what i mean mm. just that one little upward jerk of the nose i did the same thing to him and then he goes i said all right whatever so i floor i had the clutch in obviously and i just floored mine and it went and he looks at me like what the hell are you doing kid i shrugged at him like you're the one that ran first you want to hear what i got under the hood <laughs> i don't care i have no shame uh, so then yeah. whenever the light turned i just popped the clutch and got out way ahead of him just because i popped the clutch before he did and i was just screaming up towards uh towards the college and all of a sudden i see in the rearview mirror here he comes like a bullet out of a gun <laughs> right past me left me in the fucking dust but i didn't care yeah anyway that's my now that we've now that we've talked about driving like dickheads uh passing leapfrog just set your please for the love of god set your cruise control i have i have gotten off the highway to like i guess i'll get gassed early because i can't deal with this one fucking dipshit that can't 
figure out their their speed enough to to not be annoyed when I when I try and pass them. I I especially hate the people that take the passing as a personal insult, but I just the the going back the back and forth it's I mean it makes me feel like I'm going backwards almost cuz like when I'm driving I'm seeing I'm seeing the cars and I'm passing I'm like okay um and I kind of take notes and then when I get off the highway and I get back on I'm I and if I see those cars again I'm like okay like I didn't lose that much time but when I keep passing the same car over and over again it's like it's like I'm in a time warp yeah it's like it's like uh you have deja vu I've seen this car before I've seen this car before about five times, just back and forth, back and forth. I get you. Pick a speed and go that speed. I, I pick my speed, and it has nothing to do with the cars around me. It's like, okay, this is the fastest that I'm comfortable speeding where I think that I can get slowed down if my detector goes off, and I'm pretty sure that even if I did get tagged, I wouldn't be fast enough to, it wouldn't be fast enough to really throw up a lot of alarms. Yeah. Like, uh, people will still occasionally pass me. And I'm passing people. I got tagged by a laser the other day in North Carolina, and I was really surprised he didn't pull me over. Yeah, North Carolina cops are jerks. Because, because uh, right. like the radar, you get it. You get it when the when the radar detector goes off. It's like okay, it's up ahead, and and it slowly grows with intensity. But the laser, it's like laser. You're you're fucked. They hit you. They got you. You're done. It's but one and done. The, my it, 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 the laser goes off. And I was like, I haven't heard it do that before. And uh, oh fuck, like I'm really speeding. And <laughs> he didn't even he didn't even flinch. Like if you're not trying to catch me, like what are you what are you waiting for? Because I was in traffic. In North Carolina, speeding. he's looking for meth. Uh, or sex traffickers. Yeah, we have so a lot of those. That's that's what I don't get right there. That's <laughs> all right. Frog. All right, I'll do my my last one here. Here's what I don't get. Job true believers. You know what job I mean by true that? Job believers. Is that people that believe in the job before all else? Yeah. So I'm going to tell a story. I used to work at a company. I'm not going to give the name, but we'll just say that we did warehouse work and we, we served a bunch of customers and, uh, the company, uh, I, I've actually worked at that company twice. They got bought out. They tanked the first time. Everyone got laid off. Another company, uh, an acquisition company bought them streamlined a little bit, reopened under a different name. So I went back to work there a couple years later. They get a new facility manager, a new boss, a guy who knows what's up. So he comes in on his first day. His name is Steve. Steve's a former military guy. Got his shit together. He walks in, we're all sitting there in the break room, which is where we had our meetings. He goes, I want everyone to tell me why you're here. Not out loud, just think in your mind why you're here. <laughs> just tell me. Tell me with telepathically, because that's I believe I mean, like, I'm, I'm misquoting him, but his, <laughs> his thing is, I want you to think about why it is you are working here. And so immediately, money. all of our little monkey brains, what? Money. <sighs> that's the only reason to work anywhere. Yeah, so our monkey brains are going, well... What does he want us to say? We were here because we want to do a good job. We want to do, we, we blah, blah, blah. He goes, and he interrupts your thought. And he goes, if in your mind you said anything other than for a paycheck, get out. And I was like, bravo. Someone with realistic expectations. Yeah. I, I, we all, uh, we could just hear the, the, all the hamsters in, our, in our, all the hamster wheels going, Zzz! what did he just say? 
That made no sense. He goes, he goes, listen, you're not here because you love doing this job. Even if you love doing this job, the reason you're here is because I will pay you to be here. That is the only reason. And if you thought in your head anything other than I'm here for a paycheck, you're lying to yourself and you're lying to me and I don't like being lied to, get out. The door is right there. And then that, he did that awkward pause where he's w watching for one of us to get up so everyone knows that he really means it. But the guy, he, he was right. There is nothing, 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 nothing in the world that I would do like for that much that didn't pay me. Uh, we do this podcast because there's a Patreon and we get a couple of bucks out of it. And also we enjoy it. At least I do. Yeah, I, don't I mean, know if it, you do it's or fun. Not. It's entertainment. It's entertainment for yourself. Yeah. Uh, but like at the end of the day, if the Patreon dried up and everyone said, we hate your show, I wouldn't do this for no listeners. Well, so, that's true. Uh, what? Yeah, that's true. If, it, if there was nobody, if, if everybody suddenly one day, like we got 10,000 emails that were all just like, fuck you guys, you're idiots and rednecks be like, huh? Okay then. <laughs> like yeah, there's there's no point in doing the show if 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 there's if there's no if no one else is enjoying it and we're not seeing the result of that enjoyment in Patreon money. So, I wouldn't go to my job and drive a forklift if they didn't give me a reasonable amount of money to do it. You have mentioned on the show in the past that doing theater is your passion. Yes. But at the end of the day, if you had to support your passion with something else, you wouldn't do it for long, would you? Uh, okay. Well, I have, I have at one point in time, I did try and do work and then also do theater stuff. And finally, uh, I don't know, five or six years ago, seven years ago, I don't know. I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm tired of, I'm tired of trying to do two things and, and try and like balance what I want to do with trying to get money for all this stuff. I can refer to it as chasing money. I don't believe in chasing money anymore. Do what, do what yeah. you love and the money will find you do what you're good at and the money will find you. And so I was just like, fuck it. And I stopped doing all these like little retail jobs or side thing, this or side thing that. And I was just like, I'm only going to do theater work and I'm going to get paid to do the theater work. And that was that's yeah. where I am now. But if the theater work suddenly stopped paying, you wouldn't keep doing it. And that's the, but there's this brand of people out there, this breed of people, I guess, who, Pretend that they live, sleep, and breathe their job. That uh, they're the ones who make a point of showing up early to work and leaving late, and and kissing the boss's ass, and always being the one like, "Well, we got we got work to do." Blah blah blah. blah. There's well, if you, you're working at a paper mill. We got rolls of paper to make today. Boy, I love the smell of paper in the morning. Which, if you love the smell of a paper mill, you're fucked. But anyway, those people are lying to themselves, and they're lying to me, and I want them to get out. Because there is nothing inherently fun about going into a place where you do miserable, miserable work. Even if you enjoy hard work, like you don't enjoy it that much. You're there to get paid. So when people start talking about, I'm here because I love, I love uh, doing my best. No, you don't love doing your best. You love getting paid. I'm here because I love serving the customer. You don't give a shit about the customer and, and, except for how much that customer pays you. There is nothing, 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 nothing you're doing that at the bottom line doesn't have a dollar sign attached to it. So stop fucking virtue signaling, you piece of shit. I don't believe it for a second. And so then people will come up and expect you to match whatever it is they're doing, right? Well, I came in at 
I came in two hours early today because I just love getting getting started early, and I want to make I want to get I want to here's the here's the one that gets me. I want to get extra work done because it's good for the company. Really? Oh bullshit! Yeah. <laughs> I want to get See, extra work done so that my all my shit's done on Thursday evening, and I can go like, hey, I'm not coming in on Friday. Or so they can kiss the boss's ass. Well, everyone else got uh, 17 rolls of paper today, but I got 19. Oh, well, good for you because you're not getting paid in rolls of paper. You're getting paid by an hourly production rate. So either you're using your attitude as an excuse to show up and get more overtime, or you're just you just really love the taste of your boss's anus because you're in there licking it all the time. Well, I mean, the other the other option would be like I did 19 rolls of paper, like I deserve a raise or a promotion. Yeah, then say that. I'm here to show that I can do more work than everyone, therefore I deserve more pay. I've straight up said that to a boss before. Whenever I had, there's three shifts, and I was doing the my job, and then 50% of the work from the guy on third and the guy on first. So I was the one doing two, two full people's worth of work, and the other two guys combined were doing one guy's worth of work. I said, look, I do more work than both of them combined. I should, uh, I should probably be making more money than them. And they said, well, that's not really how it works here, Buck. And I said, oh, yeah? Well, then I'm not doing it anymore. And then I stopped doing that sh- their share of the work, and their share of the work just didn't get done. And guess what? I'm and the one that got in trouble for it. Oh, yeah, of course. So I'm not a job true believer. I used to be. I used to think I was going to show up at the job and be like, I'm here to show everybody how it's done, and I'm here to make a name for myself, and I'm going to show them how much I love driving this forklift and how much I love this and that and the other. And what a great, what a great guy I am. Look at all of my virtues. See all my virtues here. Virtue here. Virtue show yourself. Fuck that. I burned my shit out for three years doing that shit. And you know what I found out? Here's what you get for that. Nothing. (whistles) Big goose egg. You're there for the money. Only be there for the money. And if they, if anyone fucks with your money, you tell them to fuck right off. Point blank. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I feel like I'm a little bit different because of my type of, of job. You know, uh, I definitely don't. I definitely agree that at a certain point I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't work for a specific thing anymore if it wasn't paying me, but I wouldn't stop doing it because I can always just take my skills and reassign them somewhere else. But like there are there are places where I've been fucked around with. And because of that, I just like, OK, I'm not going to work for you anymore. Yeah. I mean, like my, you, my invoice specifically says you have to pay me within 30 days and you didn't pay me for 47 days after, after the thing was done, I sent you, you know, the show was on the show closed on Sunday. I sent you the invoice on Tuesday morning and you took you 47 days to cut a check. That's bullshit. Not going to fucking fly. Yeah, man. There's something about whenever people like you're doing something because you need resources to survive and people don't provide that. Yeah. There's no, there's no justifying a shitty job with some sort of other moral platitude. I just love the job. And even when you do love the job, you don't love the job that much. Yeah. I mean, and there's like, I, I mean, I really enjoy mixing and I definitely, when I go in and I mix the show and I do a really good job, I'm like, yeah, fucking nailed it. Uh, and that fucking nailed it feeling is like a bonus on top of getting paid. It's not like, I wouldn't just do it to be like, ah, yeah, I'm the best. Uh, but I, you know, I'll, I'll do, I'll do a free show here and there for somebody. And normally it's a way, my way of getting my foot in the door. Like, uh, Oh, Hey, we need That's a, different. we need a sound guy last minute for this thing. How much do you charge? Like, uh, 
yeah, I'll do it for 50 bucks. And they're like, oh, you did a really good job. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, feel free to call me anytime. And they call me again. They're like, oh, hey, uh, we need a sound guy in two weeks for this thing. Uh, how much would that be? You're like, oh, that's going to be $200. Like, well. What happened to 50? That was the introductory rate. You did a you did a really good job. And normally, I don't normally do that big of a jump. I'd be like, a oh, 100 bucks, 125 bucks, and then just slowly creep it up to that $200 mark. And, uh, and yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great. That, that works for us. Like, we liked you. You did a great job. There's no reason to, to fuck, or, fuck around with money. Like, I'd understand yeah. if, I, if I was like, the first time I go 50 bucks, the second time I go $500. But, you know. Yeah. But again, that's, you, you said that's your passion. And so I get, like, I did the Overmortal thing. And I did it essentially for free, but I didn't do it for free for long. Like, I mean, people, I, I sold one or two CDs. I gave, every cassette tape that's gone out to it from me, from me to another person has been given away. And uh, that's not what I spend my time on right now, even though I enjoy it. Yep. Even though I, I would love to do that for money. Uh, didn't make a lot of money at it. Not putting my time into it. There's a difference. I mean, you were also talking about someone's like, oh, I love hard work. And there's a total, there's a big difference. Like, like when you, I don't know, say, say you go out in your backyard and you build a deck, right? You spend all weekend building the deck. You're like, oh man, that, that was, that was some really good hard work. Like that, that made me feel really good. But you have a product that you can, you, you have something to show for it for yourself. And it belongs to you as opposed to like going out and building decks for other people. Like you wouldn't just go to your neighbor's house. Like, Hey, I really love hard work. Let me build you a deck. <laughs> yeah they'd, they'd be like they'd be like yeah sure build the shit out of this deck and you build them a deck and be like okay i feel good about myself now i know you'd be like okay you owe me all this money for all the lumber that i purchased and you owe me this money for my time and you owe me this much money for the the water seal like there's like for instance say say you wanted to build a deck and you're like hey man can you come can you come over and help me build a deck this weekend i'd be like yeah sure i'll help you build a deck because we're friends and because what? But uh, sword fighting buddy actually used to build decks for a job. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so I, that's funny that you mentioned that. And we had another buddy, uh, who needed a deck and he was like, well, sword fighting buddy, you build decks. How much to build this one? And he actually said, look, if you buy the materials, I'll do the labor for free. But that was because they were buddies. Yeah. And that was, that was his reciprocation out of it was to, to share love and that, you know, there's that kind of thing. Yeah, and and that's that's definitely different because the only the only thing he's out is his time. But like, if you if so if you invited me over, if you're like, hey, I need some help, and I helped you build a deck, right? And then the next weekend you're like, hey, uh, I'm building this deck for my neighbor. I'd be like, uh, and oh, well, I, I was hoping you'd help me. I was hoping you'd help me help me build that. Yeah, for how much? You get, you get one freebie after that. It's uh, let's start talking. It's like when Start I drove a, money. when I drove a pickup truck and people would ask me to help them move. I, I'd go, I, I, you know, I'd be like, yeah, no problem. I'll come help you move. And I'd help them move a sofa or a, you know, whatever, move their house with my truck. And then I go, okay, you have five years. I will not help you move in any capacity. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to help you load a truck for five years. <laughs> well, with the clause of unless you pay me. Unless you pay me, yeah. There was one guy that I helped move three times in about a year and he paid me every time pretty well like yeah i will definitely help you move yeah the next time well, you need to move call me well here's the thing so i helped you move uh the first time you came to north carolina I helped you unload some stuff so uh that's that's your five years buddy 
Yeah, you helped me unload like two things. Yep. And you're shit out of luck now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just messing with you. Anyway, that's pretty much all I've got for that. I just, it just bugs the shit out of me when people walk around like they're better than everyone else because they show up to work extra early. I show up early out of a nece- uh, to, to make life convenient for myself at the end of the day. Yeah. But, but it's not because I love being there and it's not because I want to kiss somebody's ass. Uh, but people who, I was here at 5.30 this morning and I'm not going to leave until 5.45 this evening. What did you do today? I did more work today than you did the whole day you were here. Blah, 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 blah. I do this because it's good for the company. And this is blah, blah, blah. No, you didn't. You did it because you're getting overtime, you son of a bitch. Stop Stop mouthing off at me, you prick. Yeah. Oh, man. It's a good issue. Drives me fucking insane. All right. Well, I guess that's, that's, uh, man, we did that pretty quick. Yeah. Four uh, issues. Yeah. Uh, so let me, I'm just going to interrupt real quick before we, before we end the episode, um, these guys at, at, at have a show called mom. Can I have another dollar? You can find them on YouTube and they do a video game show where they, they play video games. They invited me on as mad cucks and we played street fighter and it, that came out last week. It came out like right after we recorded the episode. So I didn't get to plug it, but I'm plugging it now. Um, check it out. It was a lot of fun and you get to see how great I am at street fighter. I'm a, <laughs> I'm terrible at fighting games. I know nothing about Street Fighter. I was about to say, do we need to have a Street Fighter challenge? Um, and but, get, get yeah. further so, accused of being a ripoff? So they, yeah, they, they, they thought that I was actually a huge Street Fighter fan, and I was like, no, I actually know almost nothing about Street Fighter. I know, I know that Ryu is in Street Fighter, and the only reason why I know that is because I played Marvel vs. Capcom three. And the only thing I know about Marvel vs. Capcom three is that I only ever played with Marvel characters. So. Yeah. I never like I never got into fighting games either because it was it was always the same thing. There'd be the guy who's like, I can beat anybody. I know all the combos. I know this, and so I'd be like, all right, uh, pony up the quarters, buddy. I'll take you on. Show me how good you are, and then I would just walk Mash up to the, the machine and just start just just as hard as I could, jerk the stick in every direction, and just slap the buttons as fast as I could, and I would win every single time. Yeah, how did you? What was that technique? How'd you beat me? That technique was called flailing, you prick. It's called <laughs> it was called slamming the buttons as fast as I could, and guess what? It won. There I like, won. You lost. There are like eighty or ninety Street Fighters. Seriously, guys, slow down on the Street Fighter game. Anyway, Mortal Kombat yeah, so was the same way. Check that out, uh, Mom. Can I have another dollar? It was a it was a lot of fun. Pretty good. We did two episodes, so they released one of them. Hopefully, I'll pl- I'll plug it again when they release the second one. All right. Well, that's awesome. So everyone go check that out. In the meantime, this has been Here's What I Don't Get. I'm Tab Burt. I'm Uncle Buck. See you guys later. Bye-bye. If you'd like to call into Here's What I Don't Get and leave us a voicemail, check us out on the Issues hotline at 704-750-9434 and leave us a voicemail. Tell us about your stories about passing Leapfrog or how much you hate the guy at your work that won't shut the fuck up about how much he loves the company. And uh, maybe tell us where we went wrong. Give us your issues. And yeah, you can also leave us a message on Facebook. Play those too. Yeah, Do we have any I, voicemails uh, this week, Buck? We got a bunch of voicemails this week. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, almost seven. 
Almost so, seven. More what? than more than five, but not quite seven. I say almost because I started losing count there at the end. I was just scrolling around, eyeballing shit. All right, so um, we'll start out with this one uh, addressing you, buddy. Hey, here's the solution to the rewards cards issue. Eight six seven five three zero nine, just like the song. Anytime you go into a store out of state or a store that you don't have a membership to, just use the local zip code followed by eight six seven five three zero nine. Ninety five percent of the time it'll work. If it doesn't work, sign up for the reward card and pay it forward like everybody else has. Just use the phone number, local area code eight six seven five three zero nine. Problem solved. Jenny, Jenny. Where did our yeah. rewards card go? That's a great, that's great. That's a great, I, I respect that. And I'm going to start using that 100%. Yeah. That's why, that's why you should listen to this show, man, because once in a while you get a solution. Yeah, that was a, that was a great solution. Also, I want to take this time to point out that if you call the voicemail, I see your phone number and the app has a place where I can actually send you a text or I can call you back from my phone. Yeah. Uh, if it's a voicemail that I really want to interact with you right then, I might text you back. You never know. So call the voicemail. You might get a, you might get a little one-on-one with Uncle Buck. You never know. Yeah. All right. So uh, here's this one. Hey, Andy here again. Now, Deb, you're talking about sales tax not being added on the prices on the shelf, and you're saying that seems to give some kind of competitive advantage to stores versus stores across town, whereas it's just the opposite. If they put the price on the shelf... I live in St. Louis, so 8.679% sales tax. I go across the river in Belleville and pay 8.1% sales tax. So, if they put it on the shelf, the St. Louis store's prices are going to look like shit compared to the Belleville stores, and that's going to hurt the St. Louis sales. Versus the same price on the shelf in Belleville versus the same price on the shelf in St. Louis because locality taxes. That way, you don't have two stores and by the same chain, competing against each other for the same customers simply because of government stealing their money with taxes. Uh, yeah, no, that, you're wrong. You. Oh, my God, still going on. You're wrong. Uh, one, no one's going to drive across the river for a two-cent difference. And if they did, maybe you would tell the one municipality to cut it the fuck out and lower their fucking tax rate. <laughs> because Absolutely. that works. Competition is, competition is where it is, dude. Everybody should be competing all the time for everything. Stores should be paying you to come in the door. I would, I would, I'd take that. Exactly. If there was a store that was, and also it wasn't just the sales tax that I was talking about. There was a lot of other points in that. Sales tax is a small part of that. We have a, a, a fan from Canada who sent me a, a message and he was talking about it. And he said in Paraguay, the, it's, it's by law. They have to have the state, the taxes and all the fees and shit on the shelf when you buy something. And when he went back to Canada, they, uh, you know, it's, you know, back to all the prices being fucking hidden by the government. Yeah. They should put the sales tax on the shelf because then it's going to, when they, when they, everybody's driving to Belleville or wherever the fuck they're going to drive into Belleville and be like, Oh, everything's a lot cheaper here. I'm going to do all my shopping here instead of, instead of back in St. Louis and St. Louis is going to go, Oh, we lost all our fucking money to the suburbs. Yeah. It's been a long time since we've talked about Canada and Paraguay in the same episode. Yeah, starting to get starting to get flashbacks, man. That all was right, just a uh, fan. Here. That was just a fan that sent me a message. Fuck. Okay, okay, all right. A fan of the what? show. 
Did they did they did they talk about wrestling at the at all? No, it was it was a short message. It was a one it was a little comment. Do you speak any Spanish in that comment? Maybe a little hola, mi enchada kind of No, nothing like oh. that. Okay, all right. I don't know what you're talking uh, well, about. Oh, anyway, here's here's another voicemail. Let's let's uh let's do another voicemail. Cray here. Here's what I don't get. When Tab brings in a great issue like price obfuscation, but then just trips all over himself and fucks it up in the execution. <laughs> it's a great point when it comes to online things or extra fees uh, when you buy a car or something like that. Uh, phone service, great example. But talking about the price on the shelf not including the tax, unless you are shopping exclusively at yard sales and children's lemonade stands, they don't display the tax on the shelf ever. You are not going to see the exact price ever. Yeah, but that again doesn't address so the issue of it's not going to look better than prices across town because they're hiding anything because the price across town is going to not include taxes. Is this well. William Shatner? These pauses? Yeah, they uh, are similar prices. <laughs> the tax is the same. It's going to be the same amount added on. It's just such a bad example. And now I'm tripping all over myself doing the same thing. Yeah. So you know you get a buy on this one tab, but good problem. Just they know that you're paying. They know that you're paying tax. So they 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 put twelve ninety nine there on the shelf. So you you look at it in your mind. You go, oh, it's twelve bucks, because you didn't factor the tax in. They could at least put a little thing like twelve ninety nine plus a dollar eighty seven in sales tax. Yeah. All right, so uh, the next one, apparently, uh, I must have had a little too much whiskey at some point this week and blacked out and uh, called our own voicemail. I must have had an issue that I uh, didn't want to lose in the moment, and so I called our voicemail. So here's, here's one from me, apparently. Howdy, y'all. This is Uncle Buck, and this is how I talk. Calling into my own radio podcast show. Here's what I don't get. Ding, ding, ding. People who don't start buying at Walmart on the regular. I was walking through Walmart with Aunt Buck, and this guy had the nerve to be in line before me. So I grabbed him by the throat and said, how dare you be in line before me? And he choked and squeaked out something stupid like, please don't hurt me. So I threw him on the ground, and he ran away. And Aunt Buck looked upset, and the cashier looked surprised, and the manager looked and I said, what's wrong with y'all? And my wife was like, well, my mama was right. I should have divorced you. And that's why everyone else is stupid except for me. I'm so angry all the time. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a big, that's a big issue, man. I agree with myself. How, how dare that prick get in front of me like that? Oh, it's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Five stars to that voicemail. That's another one of the ones that I texted. I was like, dude, I don't, this was like the first thing in the morning when I, I woke up and that voicemail was there. I was like, dude, I don't know if it's the fact that I'm running on like three hours of sleep and I'm just delirious right now, but that's really fucking funny. So here's another one. Hey guys, just thought I'd call and give you a regular voicemail for once. Just wanted to say I love the show. You guys do a great job. Very entertaining. And if I give you a hard time on my voicemails, it's just me trying to have a little bit of fun. So keep up the good work. Can't wait to hear the next year and a half of podcasts from you guys. And so one of you and every 
inevitably becomes the new Maddox. Take care. See, now he's messing up because he had all these great voicemails. Who's this? And then he has to soften the blow. Who, who is that? The guy that sent the previous one. Ah. Yeah. You're, try, you're trying to be too nice. See, if you're gonna if you're gonna rib somebody, you gotta you just gotta just stick the knife in there and let it hang. Yeah. And trust that they're tough enough to let it roll. Fucking prick. All right. Here's uh Sage. Well, well, wait. Maybe it's not Sage. I'm not sure. Let me check. Hey guys, this is Sage. I mean, uh, not Sage. My problem this week is people who leave too long of voicemails. <laughs> pot calling the kettle black. Uh, so um, pot calling the pot black actually. <laughs> the pot calling itself a pot. Okay, not Sage. Uh, I only have one thing to say about that, and I uh, had to say it about one of the previous voicemails this week was, um, we don't do problems on this show, we do issues. For legal reasons. So, uh, that's all we got this week, man. You got anything you want to... You got any thoughts on any of those? No, I don't think so. People calling in. Uh, uh, people absolutely ignored your pleas. Your your The fact that you're Bernie Sanders and criticizing amusement parks for charging charging a ticket price that's more than what you want to pay yeah because people understand that i'm there's nothing inherently not capitalist about thinking that maybe i don't want to this this product there's is nothing not inherently not capitalist about not wanting to pay for a fucking air machine but we got emails ad voicemails ad nauseum about that yeah i don't know maybe it's returned to the good old days when uncle buck could do no wrong i miss those days yeah, those are the Joel Chaco days when he got all the hate went to him, and I could just say whatever asinine thing came to my mind, and nobody cared. I miss those days a whole bunch because now everybody shits all over me constantly. But anyway, uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone for who sent voicemails. Thank you again to everyone who supports us on the Patreon. Without your support, we couldn't and wouldn't do this show. True. So uh, again, this has been. Here's what I don't get. I'm Tad Burt. I'm Uncle Buck. Thanks for listening. <gasps> Bye-bye.